Doughboy Podcast, where we are champions of the common man. I'm your host, Buster Caballero. Thanks for tuning in. We sit down with certified good old boys and discuss how they're doing life, how they're getting by, their tips, their tricks, and getting down to the how to live life right by good old boy standards. So, sit back, relax, fix your cocktail, and let's get to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have back. I'm back from last week where I had skipped because, well, I was on vacation and, you know, I love my occupation. So every single day is in vacation. And we're back today and you're going to hear this on Tuesday because Monday was Memorial Day where we remember those who have fallen for us in this country. And we uh, today in the studio, uh, one of my guests is longtime friend of mine, Mr. from Douglas, Georgia. Clint Jenkins. Clint, welcome. Thank you, man. Good to be with I'm you. glad, man. We're sitting down here on Memorial Day afternoon enjoying margaritas while the kids play outside and the wives are tending the kids. And then we're going to take them on a golf cart ride. And, uh, dude, you walked in and you shared that quote with me. And what was it? Let's read that again for Memorial Day. So, so I got so to gotta say, I think this is my, my favorite. You're going to have to talk a little bit louder into the mic. It's my favorite Memorial Day like themed, themed quote. I think it really captures, you know, pretty strongly what what this day is all about. And so, it's a it's a George Patton quote. It, it's it is foolish and wrong to mourn the men who have died. Rather, we should thank God that such men lived. I think that's uh, I think they're pretty. It knocks it out of the park Amen. For, you know, for what this day means. It is, dude. We, we wouldn't be here if, some, if there weren't a group of guys that didn't decide, you know what, screw this, we're going to go, we're going to go to war. We're going to go fight. We're going to go, we're going to go do this. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, looking around your studio here, I mean, you've got, you've got stuff that, that, uh, you know that you know, you've got got uh your, looks like your family members back here in the back you've got some world war ii um look at that some world war ii stuff you got a you've got some lieutenant murphy stuff up on the wall murph workout of the day did, did you do it no yeah me I, dude this is that's one of those things that's on my bucket list to do and I was training real good for it and then I got sick and then I went on vacation and my whole training went out the window and I, I, several times today, I felt I thought about like just going for it, and I was like, I'd kill myself. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a. It's. A, it's a, I've never done it, but you know, kudos to those who have. I mean, it's. I know every year they have the big, you know, Murph challenge on, yeah. on Memorial Day. It's a. It's a big deal. Maybe one year I'll. Let's do it next I'll, year. Uh, Okay. Let's yeah. put the chat. We got 364 more days till Memorial Day. Yeah, train, yeah, train, train, train for it. to be able to get it. <laughs> Let's drink these margaritas now. <laughs> Start now. Maybe finish it by then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have a big family military history. If you look right here, uh, Mike, my father-in-law, and Mike went out to uh, France, and he got to go to omaha beach and he went to normandy and i asked him i sent him with these three empty containers and that's sand from omaha beach oh that's that's pretty cool man oh yeah i know 
I know uh, I know Mike Mike's quite the quite the military history buff. Uh, you know, he puts on a big uh, the Memorial Day program. Memorial Day program down in Galveston yeah. with the it was a Rotary yeah. Club yeah. every year that he does. Yeah, Patrick and I went. Uh, and guys, if you're listening to this and you hear the kids in the background that's having playing, and our wives agreed to give us 45 minutes or so, and then we're taking the kids. So uh, we're going to try and cover a lot in 45 minutes. But uh, yeah, he he puts on a hell of a show and talks about. Uh, uh, Max Clark from Galveston who put on like the God when you read what he did like this guy was captured sank in a, a prisoner of warship all kind of stuff that just God what he did to come back to Galveston and start the uh, the ROTC program and all that so that's great yeah now you well you're not you're not technically a veteran but you have attended one of our finest military institutions. Yeah, I did go. I did go to the Air Force Academy. Um, I I took way more from the military than I ever gave back. <laughs> but uh, and so I, you know, mooched off the taxpayer dole for for a few years. Got a good education and and uh, you know did did a few years active duty. But I never did anything worth bragging about. But the no, I'm unlike a lot of my buddies that are still in. Yeah, but you you went through you know because we think well, you know we got the Virginia Military Institution, we've got uh, the Air Force Academy, we've got the Citadel, we've got all these places like that. What was what was that like to say like all right, I'm going to go to the Air Force Academy? Well, so I think that it's a the, the best way to put it is it's a it's a good place to be from. It's not necessarily a great place to be at. You, you, know, you, don't, you, you don't really appreciate how. I mean, I've never I've been to Charleston. I've never set foot on the Citadel Citadel's grounds and the VMI. You know, those are those are more private. You know, institutions. Um, and I did visit the Naval Academy when I was in high school. I've never been up to West Point, but um, you know all all of those all of those service academies. They're you know they have gorgeous campuses and and you know they're in you know really really uh, you know pretty areas and and so but while you're there, you're so wrapped up in the day to day life of being a cadet and all the stuff that you have to do that it's easy to to not appreciate what you the opportunities that you have around you i mean when i was you know in Co- the air force academy is in colorado springs and you got you got Denver's a little over an hour away you got the, you know all the great ski resorts out there the summers are beautiful as far as you know you got mountain biking you've got um whitewater rafting you've got hiking and camping um you know, and the summers are are mild. The winters can get cold, obviously, but you've got all the winter sports, and then you've got all the things to do around around town. And uh, you know, I didn't really. It was to me the prettiest it ever was was in the rearview mirror when I was heading east back towards Georgia right after graduation. But I, you know, now that when I get to go back now, I have a different appreciation for it. Do you ever get to go back to like a like reunions or back? When was the last time you were at the academy? <laughs> So, so I was the la- I, haven't I haven't been to any of the reunions. My ten year my ten year reunion was it was five years ago, <laughs> and uh, so it goes by goes by fast. I missed that one. Hopefully, I'll make it to the to the twenty year reunion. But um, the the last time that I was there, I was out in Colorado Springs for for work mm-hmm. a few years ago, and I did, I just swung by the academy. 
it was it was in November, and so you know watching all the the freshmen you know kind of run around in in uniform, it made me appreciate not being there. So is it like where you see some of these institutions where like you're hopping off a bus and maggot get to the line and all this and like you get a little bit of that when you're you know during during basic training and and so for the for the class of well what class were we going to be? They were 2019 just graduated. So class of 2023 will be in process for basic training here in four weeks. You know, getting getting ready to, uh, you know, yeah, get get away from mom and dad oh, here for a little while. So it's is there like yeah. going back home for the weekend or what? Or is it like no? We'll tell you when you get to go home. Well, you, you get to the first time that I went home was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, but part of that was you know. Homes was Georgia, so it's not exactly easy yeah. to make it back. If you if you live in Colorado, like I had I had you know buddies from my freshman year that from Colorado Springs or Denver, they would get to go home on the weekends. But you know, for me, the first time that I went home was was in was at Thanksgiving, and so I you know during during basic the you get to write letters and um. You know, have one or two phone calls during basic training, but you know you're so busy you don't even you don't even notice. You don't know what day it is. You don't know what time it is. It it flies by. That's interesting. I know. I know. When I went to college, I was like, I don't ever want to go home for me. So probably a little different. I didn't have as much structure as you. I probably could have used it though. I was I was ready to go home. It was hard to go back to school. So every time I went home, just a bunch of guys over there. I know. Did y'all have then girls? Then I started. Then I started. Yeah, there are guys. There are guys. There's, but there's seven guys for every one girl. So there's a there's a lot of competition for. <laughs> You're not that smooth. <laughs> the girls. No, I don't have any game. The one thing that I did have though is, uh, you know, in, in Colorado, Max is a little bit unique, and so uh, I had that going for me, but. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this, you are not on slow speed. Uh, Clint is uh, he's a slow talker. Yeah, this is this is fast as I go. Babe, this is my second time on the uh, on the podcast, and my words are working a little bit better than they were last time. I think I only said maybe ten words in t- an hour and a half. Yeah, the original one from uh, Drink Natchez Dry. Clint is part of our uh, yearly pilgrimage to Natchez, Mississippi, to uh, well drink and dry as much as we can do. Uh, we got the dates lined up for that one next year. It's going to be the date of the LSU Alabama game. Gary's our he got a sauna. That uh, that'll be a little bit better for me, I think, than the yeah. one last year. <laughs> so that one. So if you're listening, we went last year and we thought it'd be fun during the LSU Georgia game, and so we've got all of us in LSU gear and Clint in Georgia gear, and luckily, uh, luckily he took it all in stride it was brutal i won't ever sit next to tristan again for a football game that was about the worst experience ever what did he not make you uh feel welcomed i did not i did not feel at home in uh in tiger stadium at all tristan's kind of the over the you know he's on the bottom side of the bell curve on that one right <laughs> i should have sat next to Bo. yeah Bo didn't give a damn probably or patrick you could have came so with daddy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Bo was trying to hit on the uh, on the the girl sitting around us. Uh, he should. Yeah. <laughs> so so. <laughs> dude, remember the guy from the Tremont House? Which oh, the guy yeah. from the Luke? Academy, Luke? Yeah. yeah. 
So I, uh, <laughs> we're at the Tremont house one night, and we're celebrating my wife's birthday, I believe it was. And this guy comes out in full Air Force gala regala. This he was dressed proper uniform like. And I proceed to ask this guy. I'm like, "Hey, man, you, you, you Air Force guy? Yes, sir. Did you go to the academy? Yes, I did. You got to know my buddy. Hold on, let me go get him, and I run around. Clint, 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 Clint. I got a guy from the academy over here. Come check it out. And man, I told Buster, I was like, they, they. Well, first he didn't say from the academy. He said, "There's a guy over here from the Air Force. See if you know him." And I'm like, "Dude, there are like millions of people that have been in the Air Force. The likelihood that I'm gonna know this guy is, you know, almost zero." And then uh, walk around the corner, and it's a, a, a buddy of mine from, I mean, I, you know, we haven't really kept in touch since graduation, but he lived right down the hall from me for three years at the academy. His name's Luke Sean Dews, good dude, and, uh, you know, one of, you know, special guys as far as what he's done for our country. He's down there in Galveston, his wife's at a, she's a doctor, and she's at a conference down in Galveston, so he was just hanging out at the hotel. And so this was the first time I'd seen him, and probably, well, that was for Kelly's, that was Kelly's birthday, right? that was five years ago. Yeah, so it, that was the first time I'd seen him in 10 years, and so we, you know, we chit-chatted for a while, but it was, yeah, only, only, only stuff, like stuff like that only happens when you're with Buster. <laughs> so, I mean, if it had been anybody else, it would, you know, that would, it wouldn't have worked out that uh, way. Yeah. Yeah. So we got drink Natchez dry coming up. Daddy got a sauna. At, really? Yeah. He got a four-man sauna. Are we going to have to build it? No, he built it and put it together. It's already It's already there. It's a... He, did he just take the Connex box and like <laughs> up to it? Or is this? No, actually, he uh, he took the uh, that you know the deck from the outside, like where you walk through the laundry room and the deck out there. It's yeah. sitting out there. I think I got a picture of it. I'm a, I don't know where my phone's at right now, but I'll show it to you. Yeah, uh, he did that. That ought to increase recovery. It is. I told him it's good for him. You sweat things out. Yeah, all that liquor sweated out. And yeah. Everything else he's been putting in his system. So. So, so man, what's been going on good with you? What's what's you've been traveling a lot? And yeah, I've been doing a little bit of traveling for for work. I mean, it's you know it's tough being away from the family, but at least I do get to go to pretty cool places for you know for work. Was in. Greenville, South Carolina, which is, you know, might not might not seem all that great, you know, just you know, hearing it over the podcast, but it's a pretty neat little city. They got a cool downtown, and, and uh, you've ever been there? No, but I want to head out there. I've I've been to North Carolina, yeah, but I'd want to go to like the Carolina banks on the so oh so like the Outer Banks, North yeah. Carolina, so or like just in that or Charleston, yeah, Charleston, like, yeah, and the Charleston is a cool city. There's so. a, there's a lot of good stuff there, and um, but so I was in I was in Greenville a couple of weeks ago, up in Columbus, Ohio, which that's where you know we're doing a hotel up there, so that's where uh, that's where Ohio State is. I was in Vegas last week for a conference. Took me a little bottle of water to recover from that one. But, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about how, how many days were you in Vegas? Got there on Saturday and left on Wednesday. Yeah. It's too long to be that's out there, time. so I don't know how people live out there. What's up, Gus? How you doing? Good. You playing outside? Are you all wet? You all wet? Why don't you go outside? Go swing and go play in a swim. Go swim. I love you. All right. Bye, bud. 
<laughs> and Gus and I just had a pizza eating contest. Dude, he, he, he beat me by like two slices. He is like totally. I don't know where this food's Dude, going. You're gonna have to get a second job when you get that. I'm gonna have to get a job school. delivering pizzas and like snag one every time. You know? <laughs> bring, bring one. I got home. one of yours showing up right now too. How are you doing, darling? You want to talk to the mic? You want to tell everybody hello? Hi. Tell everybody hey. Hi. Yeah. What is it? It's my podcast, and your daddy's going to be a guest on it, and now y'all will too. All right, just say hi to the folks listening. Hi. And this is Miss Abigail and Miss Emma. So, uh, is this? Yeah, it's t- completely real. Hi. The whole thing is real. Hi. Hi. Oh. Okay. Hi. So, yeah, you can try. Hi. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. uh, dude, what? So, all that traveling and everything, dude, just being away from the girls and everything, do you ever like send them pizza or something like that and be like, hey, I got dinner for you? No, I don't. In fact, I can't, like, they don't even answer the phone whenever I call. You know, I, I call at night to try to talk to them and they're too busy for me. Yeah. How old are you girls right now? Seven and ten. Your daddy, Almost. Is your daddy a good daddy? I guess you're three, yeah. Is your daddy a good daddy? What's something that makes him a good daddy? What? He's nice. Yeah. He go, does he come to all your dance recitals? Does he stay the whole time or does he watch you dance and then he leaves? He stays the whole time. So? What's that? He has a good last name. That's right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He is a good guy. You got a good daddy. I remember when them little girls were babies and born. That was 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, the blonde one pooped on you. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Well, when she was a baby, yep. When she was a baby, yeah. Yeah, they made me hold it. So, 10 years ago, I just met my wife, Kelly, and uh, I show up for this 4th of July party, and they're like, here, hold this baby. And that was you, Abigail. Uh, like brand new baby and all of a sudden it's like oh she pooped on me <laughs> your mom was freaking out she was like trying to wash my shirt <laughs> yeah it was, was like does anybody have a shout wipe <laughs> oh no luckily luckily buster's a, a patient guy yeah. luckily buster was trying to make a good impression and not freak out over that like ah i got pooped on yeah that was that was that was <laughs> So, so clean. You got two girls. Two girls. Yeah. What's that like, man? What's how, how do you deal with that? Because you're you got a house full of girls, except for the dog. No, your dogs. Yeah, no, they're dogs. Too. Dogs are both girls, girls too. So. All girls. Yeah. We got yeah. got the wife, two daughters, two dogs. Both of them are girls. Did have three dogs for a little while. Oh All yeah. All them were girls. Wait, yeah. did y'all get rid of? Yeah, we gave Lizzie to. Um, who did we give Lizzie to? Chrissy, we gave Lizzie okay. to Chrissy's mother-in-law. All right. So. Oh man, that was a lot of dogs. Oh. Yeah, Lulu and Ella. That's that's yeah. what that's what we got. Now. Hold on one second, y'all. You know, we're gonna pause this right now. We're gonna go see what's going on with my boy real quick. 
All right, everybody, we are back real quick after a quick, uh, which should have been a quick check on a kid, turned into a golf cart ride, trying bootleg a Aladdin off of the uh, TV, and then try and get some kids settled with popcorn and everything else. Kids don't stop eating, dude. Do your girls just eat constantly, or is this just my boys? Well, I mean, they eat constantly, but not like Gus. Man, that dude can put down some food. He's still asking for pizza. I swear to God, he ate half a pizza and is once more. And popcorn. And a banana. And a banana. And a pouch. And Gatorade. He's walking around here looking like he ain't had a, like he's one of the little, like he's got the distended stomachs because he hadn't eaten in so long. It's ridiculous. He's going to he's gonna wake up a foot taller tomorrow. I'm worried about those kids getting fat, you know, because I try and run them as much as I can. But, dude, I'm worried about them. i got to start counting their calories or something and see. I, I don't know that you want to know how many that is, dude. That's, That's a lot of food right there. That is a lot of food. And he's not eating, like, little bitty pieces of pizza. He's eating full-blown no. pizza. He just ate almost an entire cheese pizza That's by himself. Ridiculous. That's crazy. What more he'll do? That's what it's for. Oh, yeah. I got to drain that that swamp back there. Uh, Dude, that, so how do you... So we, we had one of those yeah. like that before with the the water slides on it. And and uh, I could never... Every time we've had one that get this designed to get wet like that, I, I can never get it to last more than one summer. Because if you don't if you don't get it dried out all the way, it gets mildewy on yeah. it. So how, how do you... How do you dry it out? I bought that one two years ago, two or three years ago, from a neighbor. Paid 200 bucks for it. And it's got water all in it right now. So I'm going to go drain all the water, just pour it into the yard. I'm going to deflate it. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to turn it back on and let the sun just beat the hell out of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you you can't... roll them up right now so do you I mean do you rate are you going to raise it up off the grass too so that it sits up or are you just I'm like, just going to move it over a little bit move it over to a different part of the yard yeah and hopefully it'll, hopefully if I do it tomorrow morning and start early enough that sun, that morning sun up until about 2 o'clock just beats down on it oh yeah so I'm you'll just drunk. leave it running most of the day yeah and then run home for lunch and roll it up yeah so those, I like break it break a good sweat trying to roll that thing back up tomorrow in midday have to take a shower I've actually gotten it down pretty well oh, yeah. about the way that I do it is like I just grab one in and I fold it all the way over and then I gotta but that's the thing too is like it's gonna be wet out there so I gotta find something new to do with that whoever invented these it's like it's genius but it's a pain in the ass I got I remember asking the uh, like whenever we've had had them over at the house when we rent the rent the ones from the mm-hmm. businesses that rent them out ask those guys what they do and they said they just take them home and set them up in a barn up on top of five-gallon buckets so that oh, they're yeah. up off the ground and just let them run for a couple of hours. And the the air coming out all the seams helps to dry it off. Yeah. I but you got to have a – I mean, you got to have a big enough space to do it. I've got like five buckets. <laughs> I wonder if I could put it out on like – if I roll it up and then pull it out to my driveway. Yeah. As long as oh. it's not windy. No. It's here, here, Gus. Right now, he's asking for more food. Yeah, those things are cool to have, and but they're also a lot better if you pay like a hundred bucks when you really want one, and let someone else deal with the bullshit of it. Right, but then you don't have to worry about having everybody ask to put yeah. it up on a Saturday way trying to watch football. Yeah, like, oh, hey, it's Saturday. Why don't we blow that thing up? Okay, let's uh, 
No, no. I don't mind it so much during the fall because I can just put it up out there and and just let it go. But like <clears throat> what during the summer, you know, they'll ask to put it up, and I'll I'll go spend you know twenty thirty minutes dragging it out of the garage, unfolding it, mm-hmm. running the extension cord out there, getting it all staked down, inflated. And then I'll play on it for about five minutes and then come inside because it's hot. Like, dude. I was surprised yesterday because yesterday we had that thing out and uh, and the kids played on it forever. I mean, like, we set it up as soon as they got here. They were on it till the sun went down. Yeah, so, I think it helps having water on it, though. Yeah. Just a regular little bouncy house. That sucks. Yeah. So... Uh, much respect to the people who do who, who are in that game yeah yeah somebody had one sitting set up at the park in their neighborhood today you just a you know just a regular air castle one yeah and uh there were no kids playing in it there were a bunch in the pool but nobody playing in the bounce house. i feel like everybody gets one one of those nowadays for like every little thing that goes on yeah like i i remember when i was a kid to get one of those that was like a big deal yeah they were expensive to do it. Well, actually, I, don't, I really don't know how much that was. Gary paid for that shit. I, don't, I wasn't. I wasn't asking how much was that, Dad. I was yeah, like, how hey. was it, Diddy? <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, just give me some more of that. <laughs> give me, give me another one of those. All right. Is it gonna stay all weekend? Oh, man, what else is? What, what's going on? What's Tiger winning the Masters? You're, you're a golfer. You played golf at the Academy. You're a okay, everybody. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Clint is the worst person to ever play golf with. And I have a theory behind this, and not everybody agrees, but this is my reason. So, Clint is the guy who will put one 300 yards down the middle of a fairway and then go in his sweet Georgia accent that turns me on so much and say, Oh, shucks, I meant to put a little fade on that thing. <laughs> Or he'll chip it up right next to the hole and you're like, ah, oh, darn, I wanted to put a little more backspin on it, you know? And it's just one of those, like, he's son of a bitch. So, Tiger wins the Masters. I, I mean, it was cool. I've been a, I've been a Tiger fan since, uh, I don't know, probably when I was 12 or 13 years old when he when he won his, the U.S. Amateur the, at Sawgrass. And so... Um, was that ninety six? No, no, that was ninety four. I think was because he won the he won the Masters in ninety seven. So he won the U.S. Amateur in ninety six, ninety five, and ninety four. So, um, so I mean, I was mm-hmm. thirteen years old, twelve or thirteen years old when he when he won it. And so, I mean, I've been a fan of him since then. Even even through all his you know personal struggles and. And uh, you know, bad life choices that he made. I, I was still rooting for him, and I loved when he when he won the amateur and he was wearing like the shorts with the pink striped shirt. And, yeah, uh, the, the, the the straw hat, hat. The straw hat, yeah. dude. Yeah, that was his first one. That was the one at Sawgrass, and uh, so um, so seeing him come back and come back and win it. You know, I mean, it was it had to be a little bit demoralizing for all of those other guys. You know, Kepka and Dustin Johnson and. Um, you know, Ricky Fowler, those guys, they're used to having everybody rooting for them. And yeah. there wasn't a single person on that course that seemed like they were rooting for anybody but Tiger. Dude, so. you, you had to root for Tiger. And here's why. 
I mean, the commercials that came out afterward explain it perfectly. You know, you have everybody saying, like, he's done. He's never going to win the Masters again. He needs to give up. He's not the best. I mean, hey, he had some devilish uh, life choices. Yeah. But, dude, let, let me ask you this. As a grown man, have you never maybe had one too many? Have you never, like, not performed to the best of your ability? Have you never had those instances where it's like, man, I kind of fucked up. But then you came back and, you know, you were better the next time. And you learned and you did better. Now, for him, that took 10 10 years. It took a while. He went, you know, I mean, he was Mount Everest down to Death Valley and then back up to the top again. So, I mean, it was... you know, but who doesn't love that? Uh, you know, to to me, who? he went through a, a period that uh, with the back injuries, I feel like it really yeah. humbled him, and um, and so you know, to see him come back, I think that's a that's a pretty good story. I think he didn't know what he was going to do because for a while, the dude was so jacked. I mean. Steroid. There are some steroids probably in there. I don't know for sure. Well, I don't know but how much. Dude I don't know how so much steroids really jacked. I don't know how much steroids really does for you for, you know, for golf. I mean, you got to hit the ball farther. Yeah, but I mean, if you don't hit it in the middle of the club face, it's not going to do you any do you any good. But he had muscle memory. This just got his muscles better. I mean, look at him. Look at him from when he was like winning the Masters at twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, and then look at him to when he was like. 30 the dude was yoked well you know who doesn't then, put but i mean lots of guys put on 50 pounds from the time that they're 18 until the time that they're 30 it was all muscle clint we put we on, put on it but we put look, that much uh, weight yeah. on. no i'm dude. not you know i i don't know i mean i'm not saying that he that he did or didn't it's definitely not like a barry bonds transformation where his head oh no but this guy's his shirts are fitting a lot tighter yeah, and uh, well, that might be because he wears like mediums now. He you know? does do that, but now he's a lot leaner. He's a lot. Yeah, he is leaner. He, and he's still. Doing and he doesn't good. have nearly as much hair. No, he's bald headed. You see, so like he had the um the Tiger Jam like charity thing out in Vegas this weekend. He was uh-huh. playing. You know, they had a poker tournament there, and there was a picture of him and Russell Westbrook sitting side by side. Tiger's pretty much bald. Like, if yeah. he was a white dude, he'd have the comb over going. Yeah. A lot of golfers are bald. Yeah. You don't realize that because every time you see them, they're wearing a hat or anything like that. But, uh, no, dude, he he's a lot funner on the golf course, too. Yeah, Did you does. see that recent video? He's like, he's at a driving range hidden and somebody asks him, uh, and they said, uh, Oh, about the hey, bet? Yeah, they're like, Tiger, <laughs> oh, yeah. what about the guy that bet like $85,000 for you to win the Masters? And like, he hits the, he's like setting up and he goes, That's the, that's a pretty damn good bet. Yeah, yeah no, that was, that was a good clip. That was and, a good clip. And he's like on the golf course, you see him like the video, or he's having fun. He's, I think he kind of under, he maybe has gotten to the point like where it's not like so much the competitiveness, but he's like, Man, I'm good. I can do this. I got to be easier on myself mentally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he doesn't have to, you know, he realizes he doesn't have to win everything. And, I mean, to me, he's, you know, he's still, with the exception of one or two guys out there, he, he's still better than all of them anyway. Yeah, so, he is. He's, yeah. he's won more, he's done more, he's seen more, he's played more, you know, he's made hell of a shots. I mean, you go back and watch some of these shots, and I think that's what made a lot of people, that, that kind of researched my love of golf watching him play, like, man, 
That is awesome. So, so uh, last you know, like we were talking about earlier, I travel a decent mm-hmm. amount for work, and so last year I was in I was in Hilton Head for um, to go look at a, a deal there, and I'm sitting in the airport waiting to catch my flight out of Savannah to come back, and there's a PGA uh, tour like restaurant and bar at the airport there it's a thursday afternoon and um you know they've got the golf tournament playing on the on television and people would you know just walk by but every time they showed a shot with tiger hitting everybody that walked by would just stop and watch him hit this is a thursday afternoon at a bar at a hotel i mean not a hotel an airport Mm -hmm. you know and so i mean you don't you don't see that for for golfers. No. I mean, nobody nobody stops to watch. You know, just if you're not a if you're not if you're just a casual golf if, fan, you're not going to stop and watch Ricky Fowler hit a shot, yeah. even though he's you know, and even though he's one of the biggest stars on the tour. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just random people stop and watch Tiger, even if they don't play golf. So yeah, I thought Dustin Johnson was going to make a pretty good tear after he got in all his trouble and everything, but. Yeah, he he didn't have the fortitude. Yeah. I don't think he does. Well, I, you know, I don't know. He's he's good. He just he's just kind of a little bit snake bit, you know. Yeah. And um, he'll he'll I think he'll win some more, but who knows? Yeah, but he won't go on a tear. No, I don't think he. You will. think Tiger can? By tear, what do you mean? Like like, like when the next like what Capco's done in the last two years? When yeah. four out of the last. Eight, yeah, or however many he's done. I don't know. I think I don't think Tiger can do that. I think probably you know maybe there are three guys on tour that could do it right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe Justin Thomas, Rory, obviously Kepka can because he's done it. Who's the next new guy coming up? Next new guy? I haven't. I don't. I don't get to follow it as much as I'd like. To. Um, I'd like. Well, you know, for the, I mean, for the guys right now that are, well, I mean, they're all young. I mean, heck, all the, all the stars are still in their twenties. But if if you're looking at, if you're looking at guys that are, you know, in their early twenties, I mean, Shawflay's really good. I mean, Spieth seems like he's been out there forever, but I think he's only twenty five, maybe that old. Do you think him winning the Masters was like a uh, just your day? Who Jordan Spieth? Ask that one more time. Do you think whenever he won the Masters, it was like, uh, dude, this is just your day to play golf? Well, I mean, I think it's got to be like that way for everybody. But, I mean, um, you know, he that, I think that course is perfect for him. I mean, yeah. he, he, you know, he puts it well. You can kind of hit it all over the place there a little bit for the most part. That's why Phil plays there and Bubba plays pretty well there most of the time. You don't mm-hmm. have to hit it straight. Yeah, you got a lot of guys that play well out there, but, like, and it's the same course. You go back. This is the only major that is, is played at the same course every year. So yeah. yeah. Well, either which way, I think it's I think it's pretty interesting in these guys how it's coming up and just damn Tiger, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, see that and I'm like hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It, <laughs> that video where you're like everybody's like he's done. He'll never win another major. He needs to hang it up. All this stuff and he's like just watching it. And, and like afterwards, he just smiles and he's like, <laughs> yeah, it, it makes you feel a little bit old though, because you you realize that, you know, you're the, you know, the the forty forty year old guy that's thinking back to the nineties and early two thousands when he was 
just you know, tearing, up. tearing oh, it up. God, he he would win every tournament. He would make every shot. It was damn. Yeah, so good. So you seen any good movies lately? No, uh, I have not, dude. I haven't made it out to the movies. I uh, I just got that bootlegger on on uh, the fire stick so I can try to watch a little movies here and there but it's all shaky cam hand stuff so I haven't really seen a good one lately what about you yeah, I mean I'm, I'm just happy when I don't have to watch a princess movie you know, that's pretty much <laughs> been my life for the last uh, you know nine years so my uh, the girls are starting to get into the Harry Potter movies so we're moving into that realm now so at least it's it's something with you know uh actually you know people in it instead of animated animated dude that's uh i want to see the john wick i want to see the avengers i want to have you oh have you seen that so i saw something the other day for the avengers and it shows um it's got a the list of all of them right all of the different avengers movies but the if you want to watch Watch them in in chronological order not the order that they came out no but the order you should watch them as far as the storyline goes yeah at the rate at which i watch movies right now it would take me a good five years to make it through that list (laughs) uh yeah let me see i want to pull that up uh what is the complete order for all past and present if you're hearing in the background coco's playing uh let's see so for it'd be Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America, First Avenger, Marvel's The Avengers, Iron Man Three, Thor: The Dark World. Cap, I mean it's it's a pretty pretty like all over the place because even like Avengers Endgame and then Spider Man Far From Home. Uh, I tell you what, I watched the Ant Man the other day and that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, the Ant Man and the Wasp. I like that Paul Rudd and it brings a little bit of levity to it. It is a little bit different seeing him as a superhero. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to think. What's the... I watched some Netflix stuff the other day, like documentaries and movies on that. Kelly and I are watching a... Oh, it's this one where, like, this girl... Uh, Christina Applegate's in it. Peggy... Uh, Kelly Bundy. Oh, and yeah. It's like a de- death something or murder by words. Or I don't know, whatever it is on Netflix, but it's a series. And basically, uh, it's this girl becomes friends with this other, with uh, Kelly Bundy, whose husband died. He was run over by a car, and the girl did it. Spoiler alert. And it's like their friendship there, and it's like, holy shit, dude, that's crazy. So, so the best documentary that I've seen on Netflix is, uh, it's called The Defiant Ones. Oh, actually, it's on HBO. Oh, Have you yeah. seen that one? yeah. Hell yeah. About Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre? Yes. Dude, that was... If you're a fan of hip-hop, yeah, watch that. You don't even have to be. I mean, it's not even just hip-hop. I mean, all the stuff that Jimmy Iovine's been involved in is But that's, is that's the remarkable. thing. Like, if you, if you like music, if you like hip-hop, and when you realize how much stuff Jimmy Iovine was in... Yeah. And, like, dude, he brought so... And he also brought along these collaborations. Yeah to it that's a real good documentary uh yeah i have a buddy of mine that that lives out in colorado he kind of turned me on to that one he was um and so because i'd i you know i'd never heard of it before but you know i watched the you know i think it was there were probably what three or four parts to it yeah it's like a four part yeah uh, so yeah. I, I mean i watched the whole thing on a saturday night when the 
when Jim was out with the, on a yeah. girls' night and the girls were spending the night over at Richard and Gail's house. I didn't yeah. So, uh, that, yeah, that's a really good one. I'm trying to think. Uh, I've seen a few things lately. I did watch one where about uh, the guy that climbed the face of El Cap without a without any ropes, free solo. Dude, there's two movies I'll tell you about that: Free Solo and Valley Rising. Both of those about like are climbing movies, and you watch those and you go, the balls on these guys. Have you ever been rock climbing? No, I've done like indoor climbing, like on a like a rock wall. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I mean, I've done rock wall climbing. Living out in Colorado, I had a perfect opportunity to go, you know, rock climbing before, but I, I never did it. But uh, I had some I had some friends that did. But to go out and climb something like that without any fall protection. Dude, it's. And when you see how he did it, like the preparation he went into for it, like he got up like a thousand feet at one point. He was like, no, I don't feel good about it. Like, damn, dude. That's like a lot. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You got to climb back down, you know? Yeah. No, no. Once you get to the top, you can walk down. Oh, can you? But uh, if you don't make it all the way up, you can't. Can't. No. It's like once you commit, you're committed. Right. Like, that's the kind of guy you want to be married to or something. So, uh, so, uh, I was telling you about this movie or TV show with, uh, Christina Applegate in it who was Kelly Bundy who was your uh, who was your young man crush well I mean the Kelly Kapowski there was always the Kelly maybe that's why I married a Kelly yeah there's Kelly Kapowski Kelly Kelly Bundy Kelly Bundy there was a um, there was a so my favorite show when I was well I mean my two favorite shows when I was a kid was you know the first one was the Dukes of Hazard, yeah. You know, every, but uh, the other one was Airwolf. Do you remember Airwolf? Kind of remember Airwolf. So I mean, it, it's it's not really a you know it's not really a, a great story or anything. I mean, it's just like <laughs> it had a helicopter in it that was, but there was a girl in it named um, Caitlin, and I don't remember what her real name was, but uh, but she was probably my. She and and Kelly Kapowski were my were my childhood crushes. Kelly Kapowski was like so solid back then because it's like ah oh, this girl can could actually probably go to my school you know. Uh, so oh, and we were I, Jean Bruce Scott, Caitlin O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, that's her. Uh, yeah, Caitlin. I'm, I'm pulling up pictures of her right now. Jean Bruce Scott. Really? That's what your little young ass went after. Okay. <laughs> I can't even remember what she looked like. I just remember liking the show. Here you go. Yeah, man. That's it. Well, you got to, I mean, think back in the day, dude. That was in the 80s. The hairdos aren't going to look the same as they do now. No. Oh, okay. Her right there. Yeah, okay. That's hot. And she had the uniform. That's probably why you went to the academy. <laughs> yeah, <the> <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna choke myself on that. That's why you went to the academy because you fell in love with a fictional char- character. Fictional character, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I was also like four. That could explain it, dude. Too. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I had a. Oh, let me see if I can find this. I had a list at one time, and I think you might have helped me on this. But it was all about like 
the crushes from the 80s. Mm. And it, oh, man, I gotta find this. No, I think we had like Heather Locklear. Oh, teenage crushes. Yeah. Man, let's see. I gotta find this because 90s heartthrobs. So Kelly Kapowski, Winnie Cooper, Topanga, Pam Anderson. Oh, Topanga. Topanga, dude. That was. But that was all about the time that you were going through life and stuff. And That's so right. you're like, there's kind of a hippie chick at school that resembled she could be your Topanga. Yeah, yeah. Punky Brewster. And as you got older, there was Katie Holmes, Joey from Dawson's Creek. Because that was about the time <laughs> we were all going to college. Right. Oh. Well, what about uh, who's the boss's kid? Tony oh, Dan- yeah. Tony Danza's chick? Yeah. I don't remember her name, but what she was in there. Alyssa Milano? Was it Alyssa Milano? Yeah, that's it. Alyssa Milano. Yeah. She's gotten kind of weird, you know? She's very weird now. I mean, she's... (sighs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, take it back a while, darling, and just just get out of it. Just step out. Come on. You'd be so much better off than, like, she said uh, she she was recently doing a uh, sex, the sex freeze or whatever. It's like, okay, uh, you know there's other women who will probably sleep with your husband now. Right. The issue married, I don't know or not, but I mean, that's... <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Oh, well. Yeah. Poor girl. Oh, well. But yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I want to do a whole episode on that. and Just nothing but... Mm-hmm. But uh, childhood nice. heartthrobs. Yeah. Nice yeah. heartthrobs and stuff like that. Still rolling the Caddy or the Lincoln? Yeah, I got the Lincoln. Nice. I've upgraded to a to a new uh, you know, newer version of the grandpa car. What were you driving before? I, I love this thing. You would not. Do you still have it, or did you? No, get it? no. So I, <laughs> whenever we got Jen's last car, so uh, or the car that she has right now, traded in her old one, and then I didn't want to fool with that anymore. So I took it up there. It could be four hundred dollars for it, dude. I would have given you four hundred dollars. I know, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to fool with it anymore. But it was a. It was a not. What I can't even remember what year it was. It was the same. Same body. The body style lasted from the like nineties until they stopped making it. But I think it was a two thousand two Mercury Grand Marquis. It's like I called it the sled. The sucker was like forty feet long. I know, dude. We should have totally like we could have went to a pawn shop and bought two. Two twelves for the back of that. Big speakers. We could have put. We could have rattled some tags. You know, bumping bumping pictures yeah. off the wall. It, uh, that, it would just glide down the road, though. It, it dude, those it old cars too, because it had like a big old engine in it, so it haul ass. I know. That's the thing we need to do. We need to like get a good paint job on it. Yeah. Candy paint that son bitch. Take it down to the hood. Yeah. I'm t- <laughs> I try. You. We had the perfect opportunity. We could have chopped the top. <laughs> We could have. We could have chopped the top on that thing, put some horns on the front, put yeah. a Dukes of Hazard horn in it. Yeah. You oh, missed like out Chris, on that, Like Clint. Chris LeDoux style, yeah. Cadillac Ranch. There we go. Yeah. You missed out on it, man. Oh, I'm sure it. we could just go find one. We could probably go buy one for about 600 bucks. Could have bought one for 400 a while back. I would have, that yeah, son of bitch was yeah. a... <laughs> I would have probably just given it to you. <laughs> We're like, what is that? You'll see. So that that was Jen's grandpa's car, and uh, I drove it for for um, I don't know, probably four years or mm-hmm. so. And then I got my grandma's car now, just a Lincoln. So just moving up, the Lincolns are nice. Dude. Yeah, it's nice. They're, they're 
I appreciate them. Gary drives in Lincoln, and I got to drive that for a while. Yeah. Uh, whenever he had his back out, and I drove him around and all. and They're sweet now. They it's, so I mean, nice. it's fancy, but, I mean, it's not anything. I wouldn't buy one. I mean, not not because I don't like them, but I had just, a guy one time had a guy recently tell me he has a hundred thousand dollar Lincoln. I'm like, if you have a hundred thousand dollar Lincoln, that it's means just you, you better be a navigator, dude. No, 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 no. It was a car, and I'm like, car. yeah. And so I like looked up the most expensive one. I'm like, dude, you got a fifty thousand dollar Lincoln, and if you put fifty thousand dollars into a Lincoln, you could have went buy you an Aston Martin or you know, yeah, something a lot better than a Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, cars are so ridiculously expensive right now. I mean, I, I, I just drive whatever. Only, it's five, you go five miles. It's five miles from my driveway to parking lot at work, and the next farthest I drive is to the airport. You know, so I mean, I don't. In the last, in the in the car that I have right now, I've had it a year, and I put five thousand miles on it. That's it, dude. I put miles on my truck. But I'm in sales, so I drive around all day. Yeah. And I hate it. It's paid off, though. It's mine. Right. Got 107,000 miles on it, so that's uh, that's nice. So, dude, with all your traveling, what's, uh, what's something that you do that's like a pretty good hack for traveling or something like that? Well, pretty good hack. I don't, I don't necessarily have any good ones because I don't, I mean, you know, the... I would say if you're going to travel a lot, you know, get involved in one of those. Uh, you know, if you go to the go to the airport, you got the TSA pre or the clear mm-hmm. line. It kind of helps you get through security. Uh, those are helpful. Um, I do the I do the pre check. I have that. Yeah, I don't have it. I just I just wait in line. <laughs> it's, it was like eighty bucks. I was getting my Twit card done, and they were like, "Would you like to do this too?" It's eighty dollars. I'm like, "Yeah, sure, let's rock." The only it. the only airport that I've ever been to where it was an inconvenience to not have it was the Denver airport because it just it's so small. Well, that airport is so busy, man, because mm-hmm. uh, so many people travel out there. Denver's such a fun city to go to, and plus the the um, you know the you know. All of the extra things out there, people you know, during, during the winter. Well, you got that, <laughs> and, uh, and ski resorts and things like that. So that that getting through security out there at that airport is a nightmare because of the weed. Because of the weed, <laughs> and you can't. There's nothing that you can put it in. It's not like that Saturday Night Live skit, you know. Where you're like, you can put your weed in there. You can put your weed in there, man. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like that that you can do to get it through security. So yeah, leave it there. How many people are like flying out with it? And they're like, sorry, you can't. Or like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how that goes. Where it's like, if you're like, if you're like, if you accidentally keep it in your bag out yeah. there, yeah. Or if you fly to like California where it's legal, can you like, oh, I just came out here to pick up a bunch of weed, put it in my bag, and now I'm heading back to California? I don't know. I think if you take it across state lines, it's a federal, federal offense. I think it's a federal offense now. Well, y'all, it is a federal offense. Well, like, that's, I think that's the, so. I'm not 100% sure on this, but one of the things that I've that I've read about as far as the like the states where it, where it is legal is so for the for the people that are involved in the, you know, growing or distribution of it, mm-hmm. like one of the problems that they have is where to keep the money. Oh, when you yeah. sell it, right? Because you can't the banks a, won't touch the it. Bank, banks won't touch it because you know they run the it's risk of the, of the federal feds, federal if, if the federal government decides 
they're going to crack down on it. They just come take the money. Yeah. So, like, I've read things where people are just digging, digging big holes, encasing it in concrete, and burying it. Like, yeah. You know, that's that like is narco big, style. Yeah, dude. There's you gotta understand. There's people with warehouses full of money right now. Right. With that, and they have private security guards and private these contractors right now are taking care of that shit. Yeah. They're just like, what are you doing? No, I guard money all day. You got, you got, uh, Cheech and Chong with Fort Knox. Yeah. So I don't mean I don't know how they make that how they make that work because you like how do you pay your you know your your vendors how do you pay rent on your on your warehouse space? I mean, if you if you go do you do you just dude drop if off some a, if some hippie comes up to you and says, hey man, I'd like to rent your space. I'm going to pay you in all cash, man. Is that cool? We don't. The, you know. Like all of our, the, 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 the warehouse space, the industrial space for the, for the properties that, that our company owns um, and the retail space. I mean, we, we won't lease it out for that use right now. Um, you know, for one, we don't want to get caught up in any kind of yeah. public, you know, potential backlash on, on mm-hmm. that for for right now but also because we don't know what the long-term effects of it is going to be from a from a legal standpoint and i mean you know i mean it's it's one thing if it's just a retail space where somebody's mm-hmm. renting a thousand square feet you know, to sell brownies and gummies and stuff out mm, of it yeah but i mean if somebody's renting a hundred thousand square feet from you out of a warehouse for a grow for operation. a grow operations you know and they're paying in you know, in Denver or or Las Vegas or Los Angeles, they're paying, you know, ten bucks a foot, eight bucks a foot per year. Yeah. So they're paying eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Over the course of the year for rent, where they when they send it to you in a briefcase full of hundred dollar bills. Yeah. A million dollars in cash is not as big as one might think. If you're in hundreds. Yeah. I mean. Is more it, than I've seen. It's a backpack. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it is. You're spending, splitting it up into 12 payments. But well, no, but it, I mean, once. that's the thing I'd ask for. I'd ask for all the money up front. If oh, was, yeah. For the, from the like, risk standpoint. Give, I would say give me a whole year up front and pay me monthly. Yeah. That's my thing. But yeah, I mean, think about it. I, so, like, $10,000. It's a stack, like, that big. Mm-hmm. You need 100 of those. Is that right, or do you need ten of them? Well, ten of them would be a hundred thousand dollars. So you need a hundred of them. Yeah, you need a hundred of them. That ain't much. No, you're right. I think I've held a million dollars before. When I was a kid, we'd go to my dad with my dad, daddy, daddy had the bank, and we'd go do tours, and they'd bust out this big old pack, and it was something like five hundred thousand. It was a million dollars or something, but it wasn't that big. Yeah. Yeah, because they had to keep a lot of money on, yeah, at the, on hand at the bank. Yeah. yeah, especially back then when everybody paid in cash. Yeah, yeah, nobody does that anymore. So if you if you um right, so if you are involved in that on you know on any on any step of it, do you think you could get charged with like money laundering? Yeah, they will. Yeah, I think they would. They would if they wanted to. Yeah. If they wanted to, because I mean, with how big it is right now, feds ain't touching people. Right. They'll shake down a shop, but you know all they want? Money. Right. That's what they want. They want the money and they want the 
get, they'll take the drugs, but then they want to get rid of the money. Did you see the lady that got arrested at, I mean, that they arrested him um, at going into Disney World because she had the CBD oil? Really? In her purse. Yeah, it was like a 60-year-old lady that had gotten, uh, gotten a prescription for arthritis, and she was going into Disney World, and she they stopped her there because it's it's illegal in uh, in the state of Florida, um, and they you know they didn't let her into the park, and she got arrested. They, you know, with all the crazy shit in Florida, and they're gonna they're gonna pick on a sixty year old. Yeah, just a grandma. They're going to trying to go into Disney World with their kids. Yeah, Florida Department of Agriculture has said it's not legal to sell hemp or CBD in the state. Right. Dude, that, I don't know. I think, personally, it's such a, there's so many people trying to keep out of it. And there's, I, I've read, I've read papers on like hemp plastics that are biodegradable, farming, all this stuff. And I'm like, who's keeping this shit down? Yeah, I mean, you know, we go, you know, that's my wife and kids. I mean, you know, Disney World's our our vacation destination. We go. We need to have a whole show. So you want to take your kids to Disney World? Here's we'll get Jen in here and she'll do a whole class on Disney World. I mean, you know, so we go there at least once a year, and I mean, you know, we were there. um, We were there in the fall for the food and wine festival while it was going on at Epcot. And I mean, you see people coming out of Epcot just absolutely hammered. You know? I love Epcot for that reason, right? I mean, you know, it makes it fun. It's not yeah. as crowded. You can move around. You can get you, yeah. you can get you know drinks. Screw the there. Magic Kingdom. But uh, I mean, but you know, people are in a lot worse shape after walking around having a, a beer and or you know a beer or a mixed drink or two in every country than they are if they. You know, have some CBD oil on them. Yeah. For what? Because a grandma has arthritis? Yeah. Oh, my God. I hope she turns around and sues them. I think she is. I think I saw that she was going to. I would be. I would come at them so hard left and right. Have you ever played the uh, Florida game? Uh, What's that? You say, you type into Google, Florida man, and then your birth date. So, let's do you. Florida, or let's do both of us. Florida man, February 21st. And it pulls up the news. Florida man who threw toilet through window in East St. Louis found with a second crapper. (laughs) (laughs) Florida man, or February 23rd. Florida man saves dog, fends off aggressive coyote attack with a coffee cup. So this is the game you play, Florida Man Charge with throwing toilet at East St. Louis Board of Education. <laughs> Florida's got some crazy people in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, man. So well, we're at the mark, and I think Coco might be ending. So we may yeah, got to get the girls to school. It's still this is a school, school night. night, man. Oh, so. shoot, it's almost it's nine thirty. Oh, yeah. So. Clinton, Jenkins, uh, Clintoris. Uh, thanks for coming by, man. Yeah, it's good hanging out. I know we have. We got to drink some margaritas, go on a golf cart ride, but we need to go play some golf. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Hang out pretty soon. Uh, start our little prayer breakfast on Saturday mornings. I like that idea. Oh yeah. So trying to get a, get a few few guys together. So 
Yeah. If you're interested, you're in the League City area and want to start a, want to come have a prayer breakfast Saturday mornings at seven o'clock. Uh, place to be de- to be determined. Hit me up. In the meantime, Clint, thanks for coming by, man. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it, buddy. Always talking to you. Uh, as always, everyone, thank you for listening to the Good Old Boy Podcast. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for uh, taking a listen. I'd appreciate it if you subscribe and rate us. Give us a five, man. We want to hear what you want to hear. If you're a good old boy and uh, you want to come on the show and talk some bull or know a good old boy, shoot me a message. Let me know. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter now. Uh, we're doing stuff over there. And as always, you know, say hi to your mom and inform me. <laughs>